When life gets harder, you get smarter. You don't mission, you level up like a boss. Connect Vox Fiber to your home, starting from 554 Rand per month. Level up your experience with Airtime's Wi-Fi boosters, Vobi Voice app calling, offers 365 and over 160 other products to enhance your lifestyle. Live smart, level up with Vox. Visit vox.co.za to view our range. T's and C's apply. So, Rechot, what are you drinking there exactly? So, um, I don't know if you've seen this type of stuff, Duncan. This new new Copper. range of, well, canned beers that's coming out. Now you'll see all of these various branded canned beers. But yeah, this is from Drifter and Origin. Coffee-infused cream ale. And how is it? It's delicious. Look what it looks like. It's not that's a dark beer it's a, at all. Yeah, it's golden color. I would have expected it to be like a stouty color. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing the, the coffee. I mean, it's Origin Coffee, right? So they've got pretty good coffee. I don't know. Is there yeah. Origin up in Joburg? I don't know. I'm not a coffee drinker, so I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll true. definitely try a coffee-flavored beer. That, that, that does sound amazing. It's very smooth, very creamy. If you know Kilkenny-style beer, that cream Irish ale. I love ale. Kilkenny. Mm. Yeah, now imagine that not as rich, because Kilkenny can get quite rich. Yeah. Um, with a nice, nice little coffee undertone. It's um, beautiful. It's really delicious. Beautiful. So there you can check the golden infused yeah. with origin coffee. So these Hello. guys basically go around. Um, it's a mobile canning company, the Tiny Keg Canning Company, and they go around to various breweries and just buy kegs of beer or, or brew a uh, bottle for them mm-hmm. and ship it around the country. It's definitely the way to. It's definitely the way to 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 transport beer. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a whiskey mo- mode this weekend, so I'm I'm having myself some Jamisons and soda. Um, very f- smooth and pleasant. Um, <laughs> Easy uh, drinking. All the the um, purists will be shocked at the amount of water I've got in here, but uh, um, <laughs> I, 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 it's Irish, so I don't mind doing it. If it's Scotch, and of course my surname is McLeod, so I do prefer the Scotch, um, then uh, just a splash of water to bring out the, the aroma and the taste. The tannins, isn't it? It's not that strong. The peat, the peat uh, and the whiskey. The peat, exactly, yeah. And oh. uh, yeah, my favorites are the ones from, from Ile. Um, Oh, are you are you a bit of a whiskey connoisseur? Oh, love it, love it, yeah. yeah. But it's it's a bit of an expensive hobby. I mean, not that it's very expensive. Isn't. Mm. I mean, at thirty rand a beer these days, it's yeah. uh, it's also an expensive. What, hobby, is, what, is, what is your favourite whiskey? <clears throat> um, Lagavulin is up there. Mm. Uh, there's another one I keep forgetting. The Oddberg. Oddberg is lovely. Mm. I love the peaty whiskeys. Me too. Really... Everything from Ila is, is fantastic. Especially my favorite is 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 Carl Ila. I don't know if you've had Carl Ila. Yeah, I noticed yeah. Carl Ila. I don't know why I noticed Carl Ila, but yes, beautiful. Mm. That's a, one of the first really peaty whiskeys I had. Yeah. Um, between that and Lagavulin, and it's certainly up there. There's oh, another one from. Um, oh, sorry, go on. I was just going to say the trick with pronouncing Scottish whiskey names is uh, to drink lots of it, and only then can you actually begin to pronounce them. <laughs> Like, like Bunahabi. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to exactly. We just said it at the same time. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. 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 But Kalila is fantastic. It's not readily, you can get it fairly readily, but it's um, it's not as generally available as some of the others. Um, Lafroig is also lovely. Also very oh, yeah. pretty. Mm. I mean, we're looking at what, six, seven hundred a bottle for a decent yeah, entry fancy. level, decent whiskey these days. I yeah. mean, you do savor it, which is nice. But I have phases, right? So. Mm. Once a year, I have a whiskey craving, and then I'll, you know, look at the all my favorites, get some, and enjoy them. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, we could waffle on about uh, whiskey all day, but we should probably do the show, right? 
What show? I thought we were doing a beer show. Aren't we just, isn't this a new <laughs> phase on in the internet? We just talk crap while we're drinking beer. No, that's uh, tech, tech, tech on the screen that you can see. Although <laughs> <laughs> well, we should do a Beer Central podcast at some point. It'd be fun. Too just many ideas, Duncan. Just testing beer, tasting beer on a late, late on a Saturday afternoon or something. Sounds yeah, like I've been trying to revive my podcast for so long. Mm. The people are there to talk about it, but... Um, yeah, you know how long it takes to just put these things out in between everything else. Indeed, it's it takes a lot of time. But uh, you know so much about beer, you should do one for sure. Um, yeah, it's on the cards. I mean, I had one, we did one, but it needs to be a video thing. So it's kind of in the plans at uh, yeah. my old local hangout. So um, yeah, keep an eye out for that. I'll invite you over. You should actually come and come and have a few beers there. Yeah, please do. I'll I'll definitely pop in. I've been threatening to do it for a while now. <laughs> we'll be there after the show. So there's your invite right now. All right, good stuff. <laughs> but not have too much whiskey then. Um, <laughs> let's get this show on the road. Let's get it kicked off. I'm allegedly Duncan McLeod. I'm allegedly Rechard van der Berg. And this is Talk Central, episode 263 for the week starting 16 June 2019. Yep, that's Youth Day. Wow. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central. Join our YouTube stream live on Sundays from 1 p.m. And please hit that subscribe button. Yes, please do hit that subscribe button. On Talk Central this week, it's the attack of the abbreviations as DTPS and DOC become DCDT. Or is that DOA? Jeez, so many abbreviations. <laughs> also on the show this week, Huawei's foldable phone is delayed and it's not Trump's fault. Wow. And Showmax to offer live streamed sport. Plus, Asus's amazing new ZenBook Pro Duo laptop. That's a fantastic machine. It's Sunday afternoon, we're live streaming on YouTube and it's time to talk everything tech. Oh, welcome to it. How's it, Rechart? How's it, Duncan? Very good, thanks. Before we get into uh, our regular features and, of course, our quiz, which I have not forgotten about this week, uh, I haven't looked at our WhatsApp phone for a while, and um, we have a few WhatsApp messages come in. Um, we've been so focused on YouTube and the YouTube live comments that uh, that uh, this phone has been gathering dust. So I've like that up. boyfriend that doesn't message on the next day, Duncan. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Will you forgive me, Rahat? Uh, <laughs> I'm not the one you have to ask for. <laughs> that needs another sip of whiskey before I continue. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we've got a message here from John. Um, I think he's in Uganda. Um, he sent it uh, to us on the 28th of May. So thank you, John. He says, thanks, Tech Central, for your podcast series. Uh, I listen to your recordings through the week. They are so relevant and on point all the time. And the human nature you bring to it as you discuss off-tech issues like Duncan's Mauritius experience. Please keep it up. Uh, I think I started listening in from last year and always looking forward to the next episode. My name is John Seguanye, Kampala, Uganda, a telecoms engineer working with C-Squared, a wholesale open access infrastructure provider in Uganda, Ghana, and Liberia. So, wow. John, great to have you as a listener. and Thank you for the, for the message. And then we've got another message here from um, James. And James asks, hi, guys, uh, password managers, what is good and what is bad? Your thoughts, what's free? and what's not now i haven't done a huge amount of research on this subject but um, uh, i know that both record and i use password managers and um, quite frankly if in this day and age with cyber attacks and information uh, uh, breaches and all that sort of thing if you're not using a password manager and using strong unique passwords and different passwords on every single website that you sign into you are asking for trouble 
Um, I can talk about the one I use. It's um, they recently put their prices up, which makes it a little harder to recommend uh, than it was previously. Um, but I still I, I still keep subscribing to it, and that's a service called Dashlane. D-A-S-H-L-A-N-E um, Very good software It uh, integrates with your uh, phone With Windows, with your Mac I think there might even be a Linux version of it uh, And um, It does autofill of passwords but on, on websites that you visit uh, it, It's the paid version There's a free tier as well which you can use on one device So you can use it as just to store your passwords But um, uh, if you want the autofill features, if you want um, the syncing between devices and the app on your Android or, or iPhone, um, then uh, it's a paid-for subscription. Um, but it's very good software, and um, I'm a big fan of it. So that's that's Dashlane. And Rechard, you use LastPass or OnePass? Yeah, I've been using LastPass for ages, and it's a free, the free version, obviously, which okay. is more than sufficient. I don't there's obviously I don't know what we would get extra for the paid-for version, but it works sufficient. Uh, yeah, it's very sufficient for what it can do. And yeah, everything you said. I mean, you you should be reading. You should be using password that's long hash, as you can't remember it. Yeah, exactly. You shouldn't. You shouldn't actually know any of your own passwords. And make sure your last pass password or your your password manager password is also very secure. Yeah. Because uh, once that's compromised, obviously you have a problem. So I've got a method of actually, I've got a very difficult and complicated last pass password that I save. Um, in a very one or two places that I can access, either offline or online. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of interesting ways you can hide passwords in plain view too, mm. if you want to be that uh, obscure. So, um, <clears throat> and if you have web servers, there's a lot of cool ways, cool little tricks you can do by just pasting doc files on there with random readme files or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can do it. Yeah. Mine is a lot more simple. So yeah, that's, um, but you have to have one of those and it makes your life a lot easier because there's so yeah. many services you use these days and we really shouldn't be using these, uh, Facebook login, Gmail logins, or now the Apple Apple logins. Absolutely. Although not. Apple Apple's has got a pretty good uh, proposition with this, you know, being all unique uh, email addresses and stuff. But it's still you're getting into territory you'd rather not because then you're losing control of your access to that app mm. or that service. Yeah. So it was LastPass you said, or OnePass? I've forgotten. LastPass, no, LastPass. LastPass, and and they all have free tiers. Um, they just, you know, the, yeah. the 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 paid for tiers just give you more stuff like syncing, and some some of them offer um, auto login onto onto websites. But but you can't go wrong with either of those options. Yeah, mine's also web uh, mobile app. So on my phone it works. Yeah, actually, I, I must I must look into it what I get extra because um, I don't have any. Uh, limitations that i can see you know i've got yeah. uh, the current plugin that that fills in everything for me okay so it auto logs uh, in that's nice it does auto log in yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well not yeah. auto no, i actually have to select but i still prefer that because you know i still prefer to know where i'm going you know, i don't want to know i don't want to not know whenever i'm logging into a secure site i want to know where the barrier is if i do okay log. okay so, but yeah. Uh, yeah also make sure your um make sure your uh, password manager also supports two-factor authentication Ooh, so yeah. create a strong password uh, that um, for your your user your main password and your password manager because that's the only password you're going to have to remember, but oh, then also oh. enable two-factor authentication just in case because if someone gets in there, then um, you've got a problem. Um, I, uh, I I'm actually so comfortable with Dashlane that I store my bank cards and everything in there, my oh. ID, my passports, everything is inside Dashlane. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I mean, I actually don't have all my stuff digitally saved like that, but. Mm. Uh, or important documents is another thing. I mean, that stuff needs to be saved in a secure place. You know, you yeah. don't actually realize all those PDFs, financial data, and all that stuff. It's usually pretty accessible if it's on your computer somewhere. Yeah. Um, that should also be protected. For sure. 
Right. Should we do our quiz, Rechot? Let's do it. First question. Which figure said this week that his life was effectively at stake as he prepared to fight an extradition battle? And uh, which online retailer said this week that it will open bricks and mortar stores in Gauteng after a similar move in Cape Town? Third question. In an interview with Tech Central this week, Vast Networks talked about its Wi-Fi offload pilot with mobile operator Vodacom. Who are the shareholders in Vast? And uh, the fourth and final question, because I'm... Well, there is no fifth question this week. Mm -hmm. uh, IBM this week said it had partnered with which South African university to bring quantum computing to Africa? And that's our quiz. We'll get to the answers to that, as always, at the end of the show. And we are, once again, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, streaming live on YouTube. We do this at 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoons, usually. Uh, and um, please join us there. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. You'll get alerted to whenever we go live on air. If you see a bell button, hit that too for extra surety. Um, and uh, we're mixing things up. Uh, we're playing around with Wirecast, as I mentioned last week. And uh, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, you'll see... Um, we've got a beautiful background going this week with the Tech Central logo, and we're going to be shaking things up a little bit more during the course of this podcast. So where are, where are you, Duncan? Are you above me? Should I be looking up at you? Is that yes, I'm up here. I'll look, I'll look down there somewhere. Where are these? <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need those VR goggles. I need to be... Uh, look, I wouldn't want to be looking up at you like that, so let's just do it side by side when that happens. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all kind of weird. We're going out on top of each other like this, as it were, and uh, um, but we're actually looking at each other directly in uh, in um, in Wirecast. That's it's all uh, a weird, twisted digital world that we're living in. It's very know. complicated, this stuff, right? Wires and lights everywhere. It's not. It's not a fun thing to do, kids. You don't want to mm. get into this. Yeah, yeah. It's taken a lot to get here, but um, and we've still got a long <laughs> way to go. But uh, we're, we're we're having some fun. Um, now I've got to remember when we're in Wirecast that uh, we're gonna when we talk about stories I need to hit some buttons so I'm gonna hit that button and I'm gonna hit that button and uh, there'll be a new image on the screen. Wow, this is so exciting! Uh, so the first story we're going to talk about today and that image you can see on the screen is of Communications Minister Stellenda Benny Abrams has just been reappointed as uh, as minister uh, by the President Cyril Ramaphosa and um, Ramaphosa putting out a statement uh, late on Friday evening saying that the departments of uh, Telecommunications and Postal Services, or DTPS, and the Department of Communications, DOC, which were split by Jacob Zuma after the 2014 election. He announced last year that they would be re-merged. I think everyone just assumed it would be called the Department of Communications again, as it was before. But no, it's now going to be called, uh, and let me just bring up my show notes before I butcher this, uh, it's going to be called uh, DCDT, or the Department of Communications and Digital Technologies. Um, not doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, DCDT, but um, maybe it's a good name. It uh, kind of expands the remit of these departments uh, and drops the postal services, which is really old school, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Do, do people still use the post? I don't, can't remember the last time I received it. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm. Um, but uh, as I joked in the beginning, perhaps it should be called um, DOA. Uh, not for necessarily for um, dead on arrival, um, but Department of Action because that needs action is what needs to happen now. There is so much sitting in this minister's inbox, including uh, sorting out the allocation of high demand radio frequency spectrum. That this has to happen very urgently now. She really does have her plate full. So let is let's hope it is the DOA Department of Action rather than dead on arrival. Um, but an interesting name I thought Department of Communications and Digital Technologies. It's actually quite nice, I think. 
Even aviation doesn't work. They so don't much, use so. that digital technology's little extra part there to overextend their reach. That's probably the only. Mm. You know that naming people with uh, yeah the names tend to take on different forms if they yeah misaligned. Yeah, maybe they should have just called it the Department of Technology Policy or something like that. Mm, mm. Look, it doesn't really matter, right? Like you said, it mm. needs to just have action in its deeds. I mean, we, we are so far overdue. We are so far yeah. behind in all these things we need to do. And this is not just limited to this department. Yes. Um, yeah, it's getting it's getting a little scary halfway through 2019, and we're still facing with a lot of the same issues we did three or four years ago. Yeah. In various guises, it might, you know, albeit, but um, yeah, it feels like technology hasn't really. We haven't, you know, apart from our amazing fiber installations that we've been receiving, and mm. uh, you know, some good expensive technology. They, what's been exciting and new and, and and really something that shifted, um, you know, South Africa's tech position. Yeah, indeed, it's there's been no new radio frequency spectrum allocated in this country for about 14 years now. Um, oh. They've, you know, the government has actually, Wicaso, has never allocated spectrum for 4g um the networks have rolled out 4g by refarming 2g and 3g spectrum and they're running out of capacity especially in the cities and uh, they don't have access to the digital dividend bands of 800 and 700 megahertz which is what they need to provide nationwide 4g coverage including in the most outlying of rural areas mm. um so yeah, it's, we, we're shooting ourselves in the foot by not getting on with this project 14 years is an insane i mean technology has fundamentally changed yeah. You know, in its in its kind of the way that consumers use it, which is ultimately where the money is, right? And, and if you think the rest of the world allocated 4G spectrum in around 2010, 2011, we're now in 2019. Um, most of the rest of the world, certainly the developed world, completed the digital migration project a good 10 years ago. Um, and we're still sitting with analog broadcasters, and they're sitting on the digital dividend spectrum that the broad that these operators need to to provide universal 4G. Um, and later 5G services. No, it's, I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and where do we light the fire under the right bottoms to get things done? I mean, yeah. voting, does it really help? I don't know. <laughs> well, at least, by, at least there's some up. stability in that department now. I mean, under Zuma, the minister was changed every year, um, if not more frequently. I, I've actually lost count of all the names of the ministers that went through that portfolio. So Stellan de Beni Abrams, um, she has a lot to prove. She's very young, um, but she's very energetic. And, um, and Look, young is what we need too. We need we need yeah. younger people in government. I think that's probably part of the problem. You know, yeah. we need fresh ideas and fresh thinking. Not thinking that is, I don't know, a mm. little bit more restricted in that openness. You know, that we need. Yeah. But um, she has done some silly things uh, since she was appointed as minister, including trying to interfere with an SABC news crew to tell them that they may not broadcast uh, mm. protests at an ANC rally um, or an ANC event. Um, so she, uh, I think there is, uh, there are some question marks about, you know, just how politically, politically savvy she is. But um, she's been reappointed, so at least there is stability. I suppose we can at least be thankful for that. There isn't yet another new minister who's going to review everything again, and nothing happens for a year, and then another minister gets appointed, which was the problem we had under Zuma. Mm. Um, so let, let's hope things are let's hope things are moving along. Let's uh, let's talk about gadgets for a bit, Rechot. And um, Huawei has announced that their new Mate uh, 10 or Mate X. I think it's the Mate X. Apple calls it the 10. Um, their foldable phone uh, is going to be delayed 
um, which is a little bit surprising to me. Um, Samsung, of course, announced they were going to delay the Galaxy Fold, which wasn't surprising at all after they sent it out to reviewers and it started breaking um, after those reviewers peeled off the surface film on the thing, which apparently was part of the device and wasn't meant to be peeled off. Although, you know, um, whenever you get a new phone, Rachel, the first thing you do is peel off that film that's on top of it. No, no. Who does that? Oh, you, you mean don't. the film that, that just the marketing film that just protects the entire device, not yes. the screen protector? No, not the screen protector. <laughs> you usually have to install that yourself. Um, I suppose there's a few people who buy sofas and leave the plastic on them, but uh, uh, I think I think most of us most of us remove the plastic from goods once we bought them, um, but apparently it was meant to be kept on there. Now, when they eventually do bring it to market, there'll be a warning on the front of the box or the front of the phone saying, "Do not pull off this film." That's if the Galaxy Fold ever comes actually comes to market. Now, the Mate, the Mate X looked like a, an altogether different proposition. Actually, a better looking phone, better design, um, better folding mechanism. I thought. Um, but Huawei announcing uh, on CNBC, I think it was on Friday, Thursday or Friday this week, um, saying that they are uh, they're going to delay it, and I think they said it was until September uh, at the earliest, um, saying that uh, in light of the decision by Samsung to delay theirs, they're going to also delay the Mate X um, for further testing. Um, one wonders if they encountered some issues with it. Um, but an executive from Huawei said, we uh, we don't want to destroy our reputation by releasing something that isn't quite ready. Um, so um, perhaps both Huawei and Samsung were, were getting a bit ahead of themselves in rushing something to market that perhaps wasn't wasn't technically quite ready for mar for market. Yeah, we, we can almost imagine what happens in these corporate boardrooms, right? Oh, we hear this company X is going to launch it. Hurry up, guys. We need to give them some more money and just get the product out there. What about that bug? No, we don't care about the bug. Just put it out there. Yes. But I think part of the problem also, or part of the part of the reason, yes, potentially the Google whole Google thing, simply, yeah. uh, you know, because if they are going to change software and their software isn't ready for the switch yes. on the dual screen devices, um, you know, they wouldn't want to be sitting with a bunch of devices out there that can't flip uh, flip to the new operating system yes potentially yes or come out with a new operating system if we're looking at the september time mm -hmm. frame right mm -hmm. so um i was wondering if someone was going to notice this uh, glenn in the youtube comments says uh, love the background duncan next week leisure suit larry <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah in case anyone hadn't noticed um behind me i have uh, the space quest logo which is one of the greatest point and click adventure games of the 1980s um, did you ever play Space Quest, Rehut? I did. Yeah. In limited, I mean, my PC was not always working. I had to fiddle with that thing so much to get it to work. Oh, so in between all of that, I ended up playing a lot of Doom and Duke Nukem. But um, yeah. Space Quest, I was more of a Monkey Island fan. I oh, were you? Okay. Monkey Island was so difficult. It was the only pirate game I could get hold of. So. Oh, it was a pirate. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I mean, isn't that how we all got our games back in the day? You know, Copied those discs, yeah. 17 total or something. I yeah, mean, you couldn't even find them in retail stores in South Africa. I, I never saw retail games and up until the mid-90s, I think it was. Mm. Yeah. Unless I got those cartridge games. But, yeah. But I loved the Space Quest series. Space Quest 2 was my favorite. Um, it, is a nice, it is a nice desktop. But, you know, on my side, the real world, Duncan. Real world. <laughs> <laughs> this is a green screen behind me in case you're watching this for the first time. Um, and uh, I'm going to put something up new every week. It's kind of weird looking behind me and seeing green and then looking in front of me and seeing an image behind me. Uh, <laughs> I'm still trying to get used to that, but it's uh, it's good fun. Um, what else do we need to talk about this week, Rechot? Uh, there is the uh, Asus. Uh, let me find the picture Ooh. for that in Wirecast before we get to it. Uh, and hit that button and it'll come on screen. There we go. Now look at that thing. Isn't that absolutely gorgeous? 
Um, I'm going to get two of those, I think, Duncan. Starting at about 40K, I think, for the base model. Uh, for, let's, uh, let's just um, explain. Maybe I, won't, maybe I won't get two. Maybe for those listening to the audio version of this podcast, this is the Asus, what's it called? The Asus ZenBook Pro, Pro Duo. Duo. Uh, it's got two 4K screens. Now, um, it's a 15-inch 4K screen where you'd normally expect the monitor to be. And then where you normally expect the keyboard to be is another 4K screen. I think it's 13 inches diagonally. Four, it 14 inches, I think. Is it 14 diagonally? Yeah. Um, it looks quite a lot smaller, but they, of course, measure screens from top left to bottom right or bottom left to top right. Um, so, in effect, it is smaller, but... Um, uh, it's also super, wi super wide. It's super not like wide, a, very wide. Yeah, yeah, it's like so, a weird so that's, ratio. It's also 4K, and it's... Um, both screens are OLED. Uh, then the keyboard is in front of that screen. And then there's another panel, um, touch panel, which you can also put just about anything on, like a calculator, as you can see on the screen here in YouTube. Um, I'm not sure, Rechard, anything that we now looked at this machine, we were both, we were both at the launch on Friday evening. Um, the, the only thing that I thought about this machine is, you know, it's a bit weird having the keyboard right up against the front edge of the device. How comfortable is that going to be for using on a day-to-day -day basis and typing regularly, especially if you've got it on your lap? Look, yeah, that is certainly the one thing to keep an eye on. I used a notebook where I think one of the Asus uh, Republic of Gamers notebook, I'm sure it's one of the other models, that yeah. had a similar setup where if, for, it, it does, in fact. It's for the cooling. It's got um, on the top part where you see the screen. It's just metal for more efficient cooling of the, uh, the graphics card. Yeah. And using that, it is certainly a different thing to get used to than you know having a palm rests on a notebook. But keep in mind, this is not the type of computer you're going to put on your lap and use. You'll always have yeah. a desk. What I would like to see with this is maybe a palm rest. Yes, it's going to be an attachment. But I mean, if it's going to be mm. sitting on a desk often, it would be great to have that as somebody that's used something similar. But to be honest with you, the way it slants too. So if you're open, if you look in the back, graph on a different one, mm. uh, you can see when you open the screen, the screen pops up the back side of the notebook a bit. So it is angled. Yes. So when you put your palms down, your palm is kind of resting on the tabletop with your it's not mm. uncomfortable. Um, you have to make little sacrifices, I guess. Um, but I have to use it for a long period of time to really say if it's good or bad. But yeah. that screen is super nice. Though. I mean, I think I, I like to think of it as they looked at what Apple did with their touch bar. And when no, 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 that thing, that thing is ridiculous. Yeah. Let's see what we can do. Really do, <laughs> and make this thing really pop. Yeah, and then really, that's Tim, we can do much better than this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, but, it's essentially a second screen, a second desktop, so you can do anything with it. Which yes, I you like. can. Really you like. can. You can, in fact, just extend the screen down, um, so yeah, it's, yeah. it just becomes a bigger screen. Um, at the demo, they had a piano on there, so you literally can mm. play a piano on it and and see the results on the top screen. Um, but you can really do anything. You can. It comes. I don't know if it comes with it. It's an optional, optional accessory. But you can get a pen, pen for it as well, a digital pen. Yeah. So you can draw in that space, uh, which would be great for using something like Illustrator. Mm. Um, but I, th I think let your imagination run wild in, in terms of what you can do with that space. You can put me, multiple apps there. You can split them in either two or three um, screens at the bottom. You can see there's a piano yeah. on the keyboard. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but it's so exciting to see so much innovation happening in the PC market again. You know how boring it had been for so long. Um, it was just, you know, getting thinner and smaller and, you know, lighter. Um, but there's some real innovation coming back now. That was, that was the worst thing about notebooks for the last few years. I think and the problem was largely the, the gaming sector couldn't keep up. We didn't have the technology for the graphics cards to produce uh, or, or 
to, to get, provide that need to produce a better a notebook, to be able yeah. to push the boundaries with what you do with it and why you would buy something so expensive. Mm. Now that graphics cards are pretty much caught up, yes, your RTX 2060 in this machine isn't going to be exactly the same as the RTX in your, in your desktop. I mean, there's mm. going to be some performance sacrifices. But again, you know, the guys using this, most likely not going to be, they're going to be gamers potentially, but they're not going to be using it. They're not going to, you're not going to get gamers exclusively buying this machine just for gaming. I mean, that's yeah. kind of a rarity. You kind of have high-end geeks who want this machine mm. for numerous other things. Yeah, I'm very excited about where we're going. And this is also a move closer to a full, I mean, we've seen the full touchscreen computers, which I don't like. I mean, I want no, neither do I. feedback. Mm. And this is a good Good balance. Battery life is obviously a consideration. So how will this affect that? But you can't toggle it on and off. It just doesn't look as nice when it's switched off. It's the weird yeah. glossy black. So, yeah. and mm. um, as as we discussed at the, at the briefly at the launch, um, it's great for streamers too. And I suppose game streamers, guys streaming to Twitch and that sort of thing, um, they can play the game and in front of them they can see the chat that's going on um, in in a live in Twitch or on YouTube or whatever it is. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and so for, for, from a streaming perspective, very nice indeed. I also like it from a music production perspective. They'd mentioned uh, DJs. I think one of the video clips I showed was a DJ who had additional controls on there. Mm-hmm. Now somebody who, who enjoys just doing it for fun, um, and I've got a beautiful app that allows me to do that. This screen will actually add so much function to that. And because yeah. it's touch screen, you can now uh, you know, play with the sliders, which is it's, – it's it's a nice touch. Yes. Um, whether whether it's really production wise justifiable just yet, I don't know. Yeah. But again, with any technology, second generation of this is going to be a lot cheaper. Mm. If it's a very popular feature, you know, it'll we'll come still, to other makers. Yeah, it'll come to other devices and mm. other models for them too. Richard, I think you're going to have to get one on review. Oh no, it's already in the plan. Already, it's oh good. <laughs> Let me know when you get it in. and uh, What's this? No, I'm just joking. I don't have it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's no, launching in two months' time, I believe. Um, so if you do want one, you're going to have to wait 60 days. Well, there you are. Yeah, we'll, look, we'll, 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 play with, we'll play with the ones that's in the country already. How's that? We'll mm-hmm. make a sacrifice with those demo models. Right, but, yeah, let's, 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 have a, let's have a meetup, and then we'll uh, yeah. check out all the streaming features and, uh, and mm. see how well it works. Yeah, indeed. Maybe we should even do a podcast on it. It is really a sexy yeah, piece yeah. of kit, yeah. So, Showmax, um, mm. they seem to be getting some better content on there. I've been watching more of their stuff lately. Um, now they've launched Live Sports. Um, it was available on trial. In fact, I've, I've been on the trial for a, for a couple of weeks. I noticed they had, I must say I didn't watch any of it because I'm not a cricket fan and it seemed to be just mm. the Cricket World Cup. Um, but they've brought it to all users as of Friday. Uh, same price, 99 bucks a month. Uh, you get the Cricket World Cup and some other sports, uh, which I've forgotten. I think they're planning to bring some European soccer. Uh, what I know about sport is really dangerous. Uh-huh. So it is some European soccer. I don't think it's the massive uh, British League games, but it's um, some European games. La Liga, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> I have. A, I don't think it has a massive following in South Africa. I think the UEFA, the European Champions League, is probably the bigger yeah. one. But they won't have the licensing for that. I mean, that no. Well, SuperSport has that, one. but um, they're obviously leveraging on the on the SuperSport licenses. Oh, yeah. um, and also, again, this is just a venture into that idea. Like, mm. uh, they're they're going to have to do something like this, yeah. converting their subscribers. All they're going to lose them. I think they're preempting Amazon and, and Netflix in, to some extent. And, and, of course, they can leverage Supersport. Supersport is a very powerful brand with, with an amazing amount of content. 
um, and they're the sister company. And no doubt, Supersport has acquired rights for broadcasting various sports, and, in, and those rights mm-hmm. include streaming, I mm-hmm. would imagine, because they do DSTV now. Um, and uh, I'd imagine handing it over to the sister company, Showmax, is not a big a big deal. So they're putting Cricket World Cup stuff on there. It's limited. I don't think you're going to see the Super Rugby games or the Curry Cup on Showmax. Um, otherwise, maybe, people... maybe, maybe the regional games. Perhaps those regional rugby games could be, but I don't think the, the big hmm. national games would ever happen. No. They, Multi-Choice makes too much money out of Super Sport 1, so I, I can't see them ever, or, and Super Sport 2 and 3 for that matter. I can't ever see them putting you know, Springboks versus Australia on Showmax. What they could do is delayed games. So now you're talking about a 30 or 40 hour, hour delay, which mm. it's not appealing to me. I'd still much rather go to the pub and watch it live. Yeah. I mean, that's me where too. the atmosphere comes from. Mm. Um, but maybe watching the highlights. I know there's some people that watch the game after the fact. There are people that enjoy doing that. So again, yeah. if they are going to venture into the streaming market, which they have to, they will yes. be using the Showmax platform to do so without a doubt. Yeah. So they, I think they're testing the waters. It's going to be popular, of course. Yes. There's still a lot of big cricket fans out there. Um, so for those guys, you know, it's a reasonable thing to upgrade to. Or yeah, no, cricket's know. big. Cricket's huge. Um, so to add it to there is, is 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 quite something. And I think they had to they had to put some major sport on there. I couldn't exactly have the Yuxke Championships. Uh, <laughs> I'd watch that, man. That's <laughs> riveting stuff, thank you. <laughs> Or the lawn, lawn bo- the national lawn bowls champion championship. That was one of the things I did miss about all those weird random ESPN channels when I was still a DSTV subscriber many, 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 many years ago. There's mm-hmm. some really fantastic. I mean, but now we're venturing into the area of couch surfing and nothing better to do with your time. That's a waste of sports. your life, couch surfing. I've stopped doing. You, exactly, but mm. if you were so inclined, watching some of those op sports is pretty yeah. fun. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things out yeah. there. So having that on a platform like this that you can catch up on, because that mm. you wouldn't want to watch live necessarily, but yeah. if you watch that UXK top 10 finals worldwide, mm. it's a different story with some good soundtrack. I mean, you've yeah. got some good content going. Some of those smaller sports are actually really cool. I mean, I, I, I watch a bit of rugby. Um, it's probably the only major sport I watch. But, um, you know, if there's, if there's darts on TV or snooker, I, I love to watch that because those guys are so pro. Um, exactly. Exactly. Mm. That's the, the, that's kind of the op sports. That's it's it's again mm. nice, something nice to put on the background too. You know? Yeah. It's, Table tennis yeah. as well. Um, it's also incredible to watch. It's usually Chinese uh, Chinese people that do so well at table tennis. Um, but just to see the speed of them as they move around that table, it's Isn't that one of the fastest sports in the world. Apparently, is it? Yeah, badminton, yeah, I think badminton is yeah. another one that's one of the yeah. fastest. Yeah, you have to have lightning reflexes to play at that level. Yeah, incredible stuff. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Um, but well done to Showmax. And I think preempting Amazon and, and Netflix, which uh, no doubt at some point in the future will be bringing live sports as well. Um, no word yet that they're, they're competing for any of the South African sports rights. I'm probably more interested in, in big global sports like soccer for now. Um, but it'll come. You see, this is probably the strategy for a lot of these guys. I mean, we, you kind of know where sport is at the moment. It's in a very tricky spot with super sport. Mm. In a few years, it's not going to be like this. We know that something's going to happen. Something's going to have to change. So what is your secondary plan of attack? You kind of just go after the market, secure the audiences, get some yeah. good content on there. And then when you flip that switch, you know, you've got a good base and you can just attract the, the competition's customers. Yeah. Great. Richard, I think that takes care of our news this week. Um, shall we move on to our regular features? What have you got this week? Um, let me throw up the image on the screen there we go tell us about it 
Oh, the pick of the week. Yes, yeah, sorry, I'm just mm. uh, there is a bit of delay. I didn't even see that on the screen. So I don't know. I'm a, I'm a very a big fan of Dropbox. I've been using it for a lot of lot of years. I've got all my important files saved on there. I mean, and uh, I love a lot of the features. You know, the the multiple revision yeah. backup. It's it's a great. I also use Google Drive and all those things. But uh, Dropbox is my primary uh, backup source for my work files. Mm -hmm. And they've just recently launched. It's still under kind of preview. Uh, borderline beta testing, but they've got a new user interface that they've just launched for their app, which is it's essentially a new kind of just a, a app look and feel. Yeah. It gives you a lot more control over kind of what you see and, and how you control your Dropbox files, you know, who you share it with. It's mm -hmm. a lot easier to see who's got permissions, what's recently changed on your Dropbox, um, uh, what's recently changed in your folders, and kind of just gives you a better overview of your digital files, uh, so to speak. Yeah. Um, it's a nice little addition. I've only been playing with it for about a day now. Um, but as a, as a, I never really use a Dropbox app apart from just automatically syncing the data that it needs to sync. But yeah. uh, with this, I find myself kind of just monitoring certain things a little bit more. I've been checking it out over the last day, just kind of seeing what the activity was and, and also just been reviewing some of the shares because I've got shares going back 10 years. So I've been mm -hmm. removing some of those old shares um, and also it gives me a chance to delete some old outdated files too. Mm. So it's well worth checking out if you're a Dropbox user. I must say it was well overdue for a redesign. It was looking a bit tired. Yeah, look, I mean, you don't really use, uh, the web interface is not bad, but again, it's so well inter integrated into Windows. I yeah. mean, there isn't really a need for a, a interface as such, but this this is des was desperately needed. You know, mm. the, I've got, probably a 1.2 terabytes of data on there <laughs> and there's stuff going back that I can't even remember. So now again, I've got you know, a nice way to kind of sort out a few things mm. um, and then just clean it up a bit and yeah. then also just maintain going forward because I've been starting to share a lot more uh, work related folders and you forget those things and you know, a few months or years down the line, you have all these active shares open. Uh, yes. Files, you know, just get rid of them. Yeah. Digital yeah. Waste. yeah, for sure. My pick this week is um, is a new TV series, which I am thoroughly enjoying. I know you haven't had a chance to see it yet, Rechat. It's, um, it's been broadcast on Mnet, but I've been watching it on uh, on streaming on DSTV now. Uh, and it's about the Chernobyl nuclear accident that happened uh, back in 1986. Uh, it's an HBO uh, miniseries. Uh, it's just called Chernobyl, and it is so well done, so well acted. Um, and what's nice about it is there's no um, – there's nothing – sensational about the the way they've done it it's just factual uh and they take you through exactly what happened and i i don't think it needed to be anything more than just um a factual straight down the line account uh, of that disaster because it was um it was so dramatic and such a disaster uh that um that you know i think you'd actually do it an injustice if you were to uh try and um you know add your creative flair to it, if I can use that phrase, or to um, or to, to embellish it. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, superbly acted. Um, um, my only perhaps slight critique of it is that it, it's got some weird accents in it. It's mostly British actors, but there was one or two American actors, and it all seemed a bit out of place. All speaking English, of course, but it, it feels like it would have been better even if they were use, if they were speaking Russian with subtitles, um, which probably would have put a lot of people off, which is probably why they didn't do it. Yeah. Or at least speaking with, in English with a Russian accent. Um, but that's a really a minor, minor quibble um, and uh, fantastic television, one of the best series I've seen in a very long time. So if you haven't seen it yet, I think it's disappearing off DSTV now any day now, or at least the first episode is. There's four episodes that have been broadcast so far. 
every one of them absolutely brilliant. And um, only on DSTV. Oh, what did I think I saw on Netflix, or am I sorely mistaken? Uh, it might be. It might be on Netflix. Um, I don't think so. I doubt it. If it's on probably DSTV, not. It's probably not on on Netflix. Um, but uh, yeah, if you've got DSTV, um, definitely watch it. It'll be on catch up on on the PVR as well. I'm sure. Um, but it's certainly available on catch up on DSTV now. Um, really great television, riveting stuff, and um, and some of the. I mean, I really didn't uh, know what happened at that that nuclear accident and and how close to a global catastrophe it actually became. Um, you know, the the nuclear reactor uh, was melting through the concrete base of the of the facility and they had to send a team and i'm not really giving away too many spoilers here or any spoilers for that matter but they had to send a, a construction team under the ground to reinforce the base of the nuclear reactor um because if that didn't happen the uh the nuclear fuel the radioactive waste would have poured into the environment and could have set off another train chain reaction with the other reactors at chernobyl um that could have uh, rendered uh, Russia and large parts of Europe uninhabitable for hundreds of years. Damn, that's crazy. I mean, I also don't know the full story. So, uh, mm. so I need to go and see this now. And but so I wonder, when you listen to some of these things, you know, nuclear accidents, you have to wonder sometimes, are, are we living in a spin-off parallel universe as a result of a nuclear catastrophe? And I'm, mm. kind of, I'm, I'm a little bit joking, but, you know, from what we know about science, you know, maybe mm. we are all living in this parallel Oops, something happened. Those guys didn't make it, but here we are. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> we oh. always get so close. Yeah. Meteorite yeah. just hit us, missed us. <laughs> um, Glenn in the comments says, you also need to listen to the companion podcast for Chernobyl. Uh, they explain a lot per episode and also talk about the accents used. A must listen. I'm definitely going to grab that one, Glenn. Thanks for that. Um, that'll be fascinating. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. But Chernobyl, fantastic, uh, fantastic. And there's so much good stuff on television these days, it's hard to keep up. But this one stands ab out above uh, oh, yeah. the others. I recently subscribed, just on a side note, uh, just a seven-day trial of Amazon's, just to check it out. There was a yeah. show I wanted to watch on there. And uh, there's some good stuff on there that I've never heard of, which is with some yeah. good actors. like uh, The Man in the High Castle is very good, if you haven't seen that. Yes, you have recommended that before. Mm. Uh, mm. My trial has lapsed now, so I'll yeah. wait for yeah, it. It's quite cheap, though. I think it's $6 a month for the first year or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing yeah. much under what. If there is yeah. something I want to watch, uh, yes, I will definitely subscribe. For yeah, that. I do enjoy, enjoy the Grand Tour. I resubscribe to Amazon once a year to watch that, and then I'm subscribing. What is your subscription service at the moment that you you're, you're viewing? You're viewing stuff. Um, DSTV, um, Showmax, and Netflix. And do you, do you pay for YouTube? I do pay for YouTube, but I just pay to get rid of the ads. Yeah, yeah. Well. Mm. Technically, then it's considered a streaming service, right? Yeah, and yeah. I watch a lot of YouTube. Oh, so do I. Use it a lot too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. there's a lot of good stuff on there. A lot of obscure stuff there too. Yeah, yeah. a lot of. I, I recently came across um, a subsection of YouTube uh, of YouTube that's unsearchable videos. That's ranging from random to bizarre, but stuff mm -hmm. that you can't search for. You just have to find the link. Oh, really? Oh, unlisted YouTube. stuff. Unlisted stuff. Either unlisted or they have really are. You know, they've got. Binary, binary codes for names and stuff okay. like that. Okay, yeah. right. Interesting. Yeah. Great. I think that's our show. Oh, winner and loser of the week. We haven't done that. Winner is Bitcoin, as he says, looking over to his stream deck to see what the price is. <laughs> oh, what Nine, is it? 9,113 US dollars and 21 cents. It was $9,400 a bit earlier this morning, but it's still up massively on yesterday, and it's been running up the whole week. Incredible stuff. Um, my, my guess is it's going to test $10,000 within the next day or two. 
Um, so uh, as a hodler, 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 I am very happy. I've got no idea why it's running up, but um, there's well, some speculation that it could be running up because Facebook is announcing Global Coin on Tuesday, uh, which is their cryptocurrency, and suggestions that that uh, may be. Um, some of the hype that's going to come out of that could drive Bitcoin and uh, other crypto assets. Mm -hmm. And, of course, there's what this event called the halving, all the halvening happening next year, which is um, uh, also happening to Litecoin, I think, in August or September. I think it's August. Um, we've seen the, the price of Litecoin also skyrocketing in, in the past few weeks. Um, but uh, this is probably more to do with uh, the Facebook global coin launch um, and maybe some other factors than the halving happening in, in Bitcoin, which I think is only due to happen so towards the middle of next year. Um, but it's quite exciting as an investor in Bitcoin to see it going going on a tear like this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and let's, you know, that Facebook, um, their little plan for getting into the financial business is going to be a big disruptor if they get yeah. away with what I think they would want to get away with. Yeah. Obviously, sending money internationally is like the the golden egg um, or the golden goose because everybody wants to send money overseas. You know, mm -hmm. Africa, send it into different countries. So yeah. the company can get that right on that scale. Yeah. And if Facebook is that company, it's going to be interesting times ahead mm -hmm. for banks. Especially. Yeah. yeah. The rumor is it'll be a stable coin, so it'll be tied to a currency, probably the U.S. dollar. Mm. Um but yeah, very interesting. I, this is, I'm, not, I'm not sure how they're making the announcement. I presume there's going to be some sort of keynote about it on Tuesday. So, um, of course, we'll cover it on Tech Central. So keep an eye on the website. Uh, as soon as there's news on what Facebook is doing, we'll, uh, we'll have the story. And our loser this week is the country of Ethiopia, um, which in many respects has been doing very well in recent years. Um, Ethiopian Airlines is uh, one of the most successful airlines in the world. Um, provides a great model for how perhaps SAA should be run. Mm. Um, but in other respects, especially in telecommunications, where they still have a fixed-line monopoly provider and where broadband prices are still insanely high, uh, the country decided this week to switch off the Internet uh, until sometime next week, switch it off for the whole country, um, to stop students from cheating in their exams. Ridiculous. <laughs> Can you believe this? I mean, can you imagine if they switched off the internet in South Africa? If the government decided we're going to switch off the internet in South Africa, there'd be civil war. It's like taking a tank to kill an anteel, right? Yeah. It is ridiculous. Like, I, I mean, there's no words. What, mm. What's going on? It's unbelievable. Um, Crippling the entire economy. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's not apparently not the first time they've done this either. Um, and Ethiopia is the country that for many years, up until quite recently, banned voice over IP services. Um, although we shouldn't shout too loudly because South Africa effectively banned voice over yeah. IP services for a number of But at of least years. we didn't get the internet disconnected. I mean, what, what, yeah. what do you say to any investor who's yeah. – I mean, any company's based uh, needs internet access for yeah. most companies. So and those companies want to invest in the country, yeah. might think twice now. Yeah. Yeah, can you, I, mean, I mean, can you imagine the government going to Terraco and saying, well, oh, please switch off your data center because the internet needs to go down for a few days? Students, students are writing exams. We can't it. Uh, yeah. it would be in the constitutional court before you can sneeze. Yeah, maybe that, you know, they should relook their relook their efforts. That's for sure. Yeah. Something isn't really silly. Fine. Really, really silly. Anyway, Ethiopia is our loser of the week. And uh, Rechot, uh, that is our show. Apart from our quiz results, um, do you want to do the first question? Certainly. The first question: Which figure said this week that his life was effectively at stake as he prepared to fight an extradition battle? And the answer is WikiLeaks' Julian Assange. And which online retailer said this week that it will open bricks and mortar stores in Gauteng after a similar move in Cape Town? And that's Yuppie Chef. 
Third question, in an interview with Tech Central this week, Vast Networks talked about its Wi-Fi offload pilot with mobile operator Vodacom. Who are the shareholders in Vast? And the answer is dimension data and multi-choice. And the last question, question four in this week's quiz, IBM this week said it had partnered with which South African university to bring quantum computing to Africa? And that is the University of the Witwatersrand. And uh, you have a quick first question for us, Rehard, quickly, on the fly, on the fly. Oh, man, I've been thinking of one. I had such a good fun, but no, I don't. Sorry. No, okay. Sorry. I'm afraid we'll have to end the podcast there. On that, on, <laughs> on as Jeremy Clarkson says, on that disappointment. Uh, <laughs> uh, just a reminder, uh, if you enjoy the show, please uh, do consider watching us on YouTube. We go out live on Sundays, uh, and it's always great to have your inputs in the comments section on YouTube. Um, just search Tech Central on YouTube, one word, and uh, look for the TC um, logo with uh, now with a light brown bra- uh, background after uh, Rechard complained about the light blue one last week. Uh, <laughs> Complaining is a bit of a strong word. It was more like a question. <laughs> you queried it. <laughs> so look for TC on a lightish green background, lightish brown background rather. Uh, and uh, hit that subscribe button and uh, get notified whenever we go live. And it's not just this show, of course. We uh, do podcasts during the week as well, interviews with uh, leaders in South Africa's uh, technology industry and um, further abroad for that matter. Um, So uh, please do consider subscribing. And our subscriber numbers are ticking up very nicely. So um, to those who have subscribed, thank you very much. And Rechot, that's our show for this week. Until next time, from Rechot and myself, take care and ciao. Ciao, ciao.